On this episode of Resi Week, Cedia welcomes Launchpad back, AV Pro Edge saved my marriage, and home theater hurts home values. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 340, creative or artistic? Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by my good friend, Mr. Ian Bryant. He is a professional technologist. How are you doing, Ian? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. We are having a litany of tech issues today, but we will make it work. Um, let's, let's kick this off, Ian, uh, and, and Joseph was supposed to be with us today and he's, he bailed on us cause that's the way he is. Um, so if you're listening, Joe, yeah, we know, we know you bailed. Um, let's kick this off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Cedia Expo welcomes back the launch pad and the tech starter competition. Uh, essentially this area of the show floor is dedicated to brands that have been in business for less than three years years and there's a whole kind of kind of kind of competition kind of um i don't even know how to phrase it maybe maybe you can help me out with this Ian. um they they highlight essentially the the brand that that has maybe the most promise that might that might be a, a good way to put it um and they get a, a a cash prize with that as well Talk to me for a second, Ian, because uh, obviously you've been involved in in Expo and in, in Cedia as well uh, as a as a longtime employee there in the past. What does it mean to to see Launchpad back, uh, and, and what does it mean for the companies that that exhibit through Launchpad? Yeah, I think it's a really great program. Um, you know, anyone that's been to CES uh, that's seen Eureka Park, and that's kind of the um, what they're going for is to 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 get these new uh, tech startup companies that are trying to break into the CI channel a chance to to get in front of uh, the you know the integrators in the industry and and show what they've got and show um, how uh, important their you know their product or service is um, and you know I I can't uh, openly say how expensive it like what the price is but for I know that Emerald's got a really, really good, you can easily, you know, contact Emerald Expositions um, if you're interested, but I think it's a really good deal for a startup uh, as far as a low, low cost to get you a 10 by 10 uh, and to get in front of a group. Uh, last year, I, they had some industry veterans go around and interview and talk to each one for the judging process. And then that's kind of how they decided uh, who the winner was going to be for the, for the program. And I think it was somewhere like a five thousand dollar check um, to uh, to the winner, which yeah. you know covers a lot. And it's it's great, you know, you get to see um, companies that you haven't heard of um, with with possible new um, you know solutions that could could be a fit for for a small business. So you know, it's exciting to see it see it back. And 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 from what I saw last time, it's uh, going to be a packed area. So it's definitely going to be exciting. I think it's one of those things where, you know, having having a ten by ten or a five by ten or something just kind of scattered along the back row, um, is a challenge because a lot of us when we walk the show floor we don't see everything as as much as we try to. Having it all grouped together 
gives you that destination, right? That reason to run out there. And, you know, I, I know Aura's on here, Airthing's on here. Uh, there's a couple other companies on here that, that I've heard of and, and I've seen a little bit before. It, it is important for us as a channel to to have a spot where we can go out and, and, and see these things. How much time should integrators designate to, to go in and checking these things out? Because it's really easy to get caught up in, in your regular manufacturers and suppliers. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, last year they had it n near the smart stage, which was kind of nice. So, you know, you're, you're not, it's not back in the back hall, really, you know, you're near some of the hustle and bustle of the show. Um, I'd say, you know, give it a good hour or hour and a half just to walk. And, and even if you, you know, even if uh, you walk by someone's, uh, you know, table and it, you doesn't look appealing or you're not sure what it is at least you know walk up talk to them hey what's going on what do you guys got here what's you know what are you what are you bringing to to show the industry um and give them give them a chance to kind of give them a little pitch and and let them tell you what they're doing and uh yeah i'd say you know an hour or so it's uh it's, and i think right now there's somewhere around like 20 or, or so 15 to 20 uh mm -hmm. brands that are going to be there so you know you spend a good five to ten minutes with each one work out yeah, that's a really good point. All right, let's change topics for a second. This comes to us from Residential Tech Today and a good friend of the show, Mr. Henry Clifford. Um, and part of the reason we're including this is strictly just because of the title. It's fantastic. Uh, an AV Pro Edge uh, Extension 40 kit may have saved his marriage. Uh, read, read through the article um, for, for two, well, maybe three reasons. The first reason Henry doesn't really do product reviews, so it, it, it's very comical in the sense of the, the manner in which Henry normally writes. He applied that to somewhat of a product review. Secondly, um, he raises a, a couple of really good points that I, I want to ask you about in here, Ian. Um, very long and short, they had a TV in their family room. It kept glitching out on the HDMI because the uh, extender or the ballon he was previously using was being flaky. And as we all know, you, you can't have a flaky audio system because your family will continually remind you that, hey, don't you work in this space? Why doesn't it work? Uh, as I hear from my wife every time we have an issue with our Wi-Fi. Um, he, he called one of, his, one of his reps and they recommended a Navy Pro Edge kit, uh, which he put in and it instantly solved all the problems and made everything work. Uh, and again, he, he mentions, and I think this is part of the, the key aspect of this that I want to dig into for a second, that the kit retails for about a grand, um, which seems like a lot when you're talking about, you know, essentially a glorified, in the simplest terms, HDMI cable to plug something in so it would work. But we've all been there and no word of a lie, I was in this issue this morning on site where we had a, uh, an Xbox in a, in a room that all of a sudden is throwing little pixelization pixel blobs on the display. And it's like, it's not an AV Pro Edge. It, it, it will be as of later this week, but right now it was not. Um, and it caused a lot, of, a lot of issues. Are we at a point, Ian, where, because when you start talking balance and, and, and a solution to solve this problem for Henry, there is a variety of solutions that all quote unquote say they will solve this problem from a $50 kit on Amazon to a white labeled product at your local distributor to 
a big branded product from another manufacturer to an AV Pro Edge to something beyond that that costs even more than, than this product. Are we at the point in the channel, in the industry, where you you just can't go with a, a, a cheap product? You have to go with a verified solution that is going to work, even if it's a, in, in a case like this where you've got a TV on a wall, you got 70 feet of network cable that you need to pass something over. And instead of buying the, you know, $150 thing from your distributor, you've got to just go with the expensive solution that you know is going to work. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I absolutely. Uh, you know, when I read this, my first thought was, yeah, I mean, investment well spent. Um, and, and also it goes to show you that there are so many small little pieces and parts that make up even a, a basic system that can that can cause gremlins or cause failures in the system. And when you're talking about, you know, 4K with HDR or all of the different uh, audio surround codecs like Dolby Atmos, you know, we're, you're putting a lot of, of data and um, down these cables. And if you don't have, you know, the, the proper parts, I the best way I could explain it is, you know, getting a high performance uh, race car automobile from the factory with a, $5 fuel pump and you know you wonder why or cheap injectors and why this thing just runs like like mm -hmm. crap and the next thing you know you change those out with with high performance products and it runs the way it's supposed to it's very similar to these systems um you know we're not especially when you've got something where you've got multiple sources running distances i think he was running around 75 feet um which yeah. when you're talking you know when you're talking about um you know the uh, really high def video and, and, and different audio solutions. It's, you know, that's a lot of data to be pushing down one of those cables. So if you don't, a lot of bandwidth needed. So if you don't have that product and you know, I, I've used AV pro edge stuff and, and their, their stuff just works. And, uh, I definitely, I thought that it was a great article, um, that kind of, it really, it made everyone kind of, I hope everyone that read it thought, well, maybe, you know, I shouldn't be skimping on some of these small parts and pieces because um, as an integrator, if you put in, if that was to happen to an integrator, you could have you rolling a truck out multiple times, troubleshooting it, and the next thing mm -hmm. you know, your profit margin's gone just because of a, of a product that you were trying to save some money on. So I think it's a, a lesson learned when, for all and, of us. And I think the the thing that you always have to think about is, if that product fails, whatever it is, it, do, it doesn't matter if it's an extender or, or something else. If you don't have confidence in what you're putting in that it's going to work long term, yeah, you will have that truck roll. But at some point, you're going to end up either biting the bullet and putting in the, you know, the, the better solution that's going to work. And you may or may not be able to charge that back to a customer. Right. right. Yeah, all too often, we've been stuck having to do a service call and then putting something in out of our own pocket because they already paid you to be the expert and you only kind of were. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that is a, okay. again, right. a perfect example of, of a situation where, you know, saying, look, when it comes to certain parts of a system, uh, we as the integrator are not going to put in uh, a lesser quality product. That's just, you know, putting your foot down, explaining to the customer why it's important and what could happen down the road. Most of the time, they're going to understand, but I, I, I think, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a good moment. We all, I think, everyone in this industry 
has had a product in a system or multiple products in a system where they've had this exact thing happen, whether it be video or, or data or anything else. And, and it's like, yeah, we, we can do better. Yep, very much so. All right, let's change topics again. This comes to us from Residential Systems and uh, another good friend of the show, Katie McGregor-Bennett. Are you all in to win? Going all in with the design build community makes them, it means making them feel welcome with your words, your website, and your work. Uh, Katie has been a huge promoter of this and she highlights kind of kind of three main keys to continue to build that relationship with architects, designers, and builders, and, and specifiers, et cetera, by number one, doing it with your words, number two, doing it with your website, and last but not least, doing it with your work. Ian, I, I, I love this conversation, and I do think that we need to continue to have this conversation, but I would be remiss if I don't at least acknowledge that there are market segments where this is less important than others. And yeah. I feel that all too often this is a, and again, this is no disrespect to, to Katie at all um, or anyone else who pushes this conversation, but it you do have to look at your industry and you do have to look at your business to know how this affects you um, and, and how much time you want to put into this. That being said, um, when you look at this, when you look at, doing a lot of additional work to try and continue to grow a relationship with builders, with architects, with designers, et cetera. What, what, what's the percentage of time that you use to go after that market opposed to, uh, or in addition to all the other promotional work that you're doing and, and the, the lead generation type work that you're doing? Because at the end of the day, if you're working for a builder, and you're working just with them on a home they're building, they're your client. But if you're working with a builder in conjunction with the homeowner, that sometimes is a different relationship. And they, you know, there's a lot of ins and outs of this. What's the type of time that you should be looking at investing into these things if they hit your market segment? It's a hard question to answer, uh, only because, as you mentioned, it's completely different for each, you know, for each business. Um, not uh, not every business wants uh, or needs the ability to to have relationships with the builders outside of the relationships that they have with the homeowners. Like you were saying, a lot of integrators will just work with a uh, with a homeowner. They work through the homeowner with the builder on that project. Once that project's, project's over, they may work with that builder again on another job. But it's a hard balance. Um, you know, what the, what you find, though, is if you start to develop these relationships with these builders directly outside of working with them on with a homeowner and helping to educate them on the different technology that they can be putting in uh, on some of their homes that uh, are, are prefab or that are, you know, that don't have current homeowners, that they're building a community, you, you start to build a relationship with someone that is going to refer you business and is always going to be giving you business. Mm -hmm. And if that's the way that you want to generate, uh, you want to start to continue to generate revenue with your, uh, your integration company, then it makes a lot of sense. But there can be a lot of time invested in that. Uh, CDA has a COI training program that's really really great um and there's a lot of uh, once you go through the program 
There are a lot of uh, integrators that will they'll do occasional meetups to talk about their experience. And a lot of them will say, you know, I've had to meet with a builder three, four, five times and do some special training classes before they finally said, okay, okay, we're going to start, you know, putting in a baseline tech package on our homes, or we're going to bring you in every single time to the conversation, even if the homeowner doesn't, isn't aware of what they want yet. Um, it takes a lot of time. And so really that investment is up to the integrator and how they want to do it. Um, and, and, and if they can afford that time, a lot of these smaller companies, uh, three to five, uh, person companies, may not have the amount of time to go to go meet with the designers and builders on a regular basis and talk to them and present things to them. Um, but as as you grow, I think it's a really great opportunity uh, to develop relationships that are, again, are going to, you know, your homeowner, a, a happy homeowner is going to tell all of their friends about all the great things that, that you did and, and how much they love the system and you get a really great word of mouth there. But a builder a builder that you've developed a relationship with and have an understanding with on how to on what products they need to be putting in on all of their homes can start being lead generation and and really lining up projects for you um but again it's really like you're saying it's really dependent on the the business plan um you know i know plenty of integrators that do just fine and have no problem just doing the word of mouth from the consumer um and then there's a lot that i know that really really love the relationships that they've developed with high-end custom home builders uh, because they know that even if the customer doesn't know who they are the builder is going to recommend them to the customer that they you and say this is the integrator you need to use this is who we use on all of our projects and they'll get the meeting set up and so you now have an advocate always out there talking uh, for you and about you to other customers that you may not have known were you know, we're going to be calling yeah i think that's huge all right, let's change topics yet again. Uh, this comes to us from CE Pro, and and I threw this one in last minute because it it just made me smile. Uh, Yahoo Finance says that home theaters hurt your home value. They're cited as the third worst amenity that negatively can affect your home's value. Now, th this hit the all of the you know kind of Facebook groups I'm in. Uh, on on the weekend when it was released by Yahoo, it hit a bunch of stuff on Twitter, and jokes about the uh, validity of Yahoo as a as a leading news org. To uh, we'll excuse those. Um, this is a very interesting topic, and it's a very interesting article because there is something. There's a lot of truth in this, as much as it kind of pains me as an industry person to say that. There is a ton of truth in this, and at the same time, there's a lot of um, concern or uh, confusion that causes this to happen. And I, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because there are, heck, we've both seen them. There are a ton yeah. of theaters, quote unquote, that I've walked into and went, don't no, you don't want this picture in your listing. Take take this picture out and just talk about the fact it has some technology in the home, but get rid of the picture because it's going to hurt. Um, and then there's ones where I walk through or I see and go, yeah, you should highlight this a little bit more. This 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 home's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where where do you sit on this? Well, I like you. I saw so many different posts uh, hit all over social media when this landed. And one of the ones that I thought was funny, 
I can't remember who said it, uh, but I know it was someone, someone that I know, I just forget who it was, said, you never heard someone say when they are taking a tour of a home, or you hear them say a lot, like, oh, great, there's a pool. Uh, we got to you know, take mm-hmm. care of the pool, and you got to upkeep the pool, and it's, and it's a chores and maintenance and everything, but you never heard someone say, oh, a home theater, what am I going to do with this? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, <laughs> this is a great thing, uh, but there, there are downsides, right? Absolutely. So what I, the way that I perceived it is if, if you were to go buy a home and that home theater was installed 10, 12 years ago, absolutely. It's someone that uh, us that know the industry and that know technology know that, okay, well, it's 10 year old tech. I'm going to need to redo the whole, the whole system's probably going to need to get redone. We need to check and see if the room was built with proper acoustics and if, uh, you know, what, how it was constructed. Um, and, and homeowners may not even know what to do in a situation if they were to buy a home and they've got a, a, a system that it maybe is a couple years old or a decade year, years old. And, and then it's an additional, if they want to update it, you're right, then they have to spend money to update it. But the fact is you've got a dedicated space to, to, to have entertainment in the home. And it is an opportunity. A lot of homes that if you were to, to purchase that don't have a, a space, you've got to then find a space where you're going to uh, watch your movies or do, uh, you know, have entertainment with your family. And I, what I see there's, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword or, a, or two sides to a coin, whatever you want to analogy you want to use. It's, it can be both good and bad. If you have outdated technology in a dedicated theater and you're buying the home, it's going to be a little bit bad because you're going to need to do some upfront investment. But at the same time, you already have a dedicated space ready to go. And that is a, an, a good thing um, for those that, that like movies and like music and want to be entertained in their home. So I think it could be looked at both ways. And those that, uh, yeah, I mean, those, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> How much of this, though, also depends on your definition? Because that's the, that's the one that drives me mad personally. Um, we went and looked at, uh, we were working with a builder and they were, they were building a custom home and they wanted a theater and they told me up and down multiple times, they want this big showstopper to, to use their words completely. Uh, that when you walk downstairs, there's this lovely family room, you turn the corner and boom, there's this huge theater. And I, you know, being the, the, the typical integrator, my eyes got big. I got excited. I had a smile. I was like, yes, we walk through into that room and it's like 10 by 10 and it has a seven and a half foot ceiling. And I go, okay, what did you want to spend in here, sir? To which he replied, well, like maybe 10 grand. And I went, okay, yeah, I don't care. And we moved on to the rest of the home where we actually were, were, were doing some stuff. That's, that's part of the kicker for me. And, And just like everything else on this list of, you know, they, they talk about the personalized kitchen. That really, like, there, there's an extreme there. You can have a personalized kitchen that is ridiculous and over the top, and then you can have a personalized kitchen that is highly functional and move-in ready. I, I, I think that's the, that's kind of the kicker with, with all this kind of stuff is you can have a home theater that is a square room that has a projection screen painted on the wall, and that's not super useful. On the other extreme... Yeah. You can have a Lord of the Rings themed room that was done really well, 
but it doesn't appeal to your three-year-old kids of the, the, the homeowner who's buying the house. It, it is so much of this not just definition issues? It's, yeah, definition or education. And that's why I think Yahoo doesn't, mm -hmm. the Yahoo Finance who wrote the article is probably lacking a little bit on education around uh, the space. Uh, educating the, the client is is a huge discussion point on the capabilities uh, and the expectations of a room. Uh, you know, Cedia just did a, a session, a podcast around creative or artistic intent. And, you know, the, the whole purpose of of a, an integrator putting together a media room or an entertainment space or a dedicated theater is to to um, to, to make sure that that intent by the director and the cinematographer and the score whoever wrote the score is is kept intact at, at a at some level and i think uh it's up to the integrator to the educate you know the customer on on proper expectations but you know you're right there are some limitations a 10 by 10 room with a seven and a half foot ceiling is pretty limiting on 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 yeah. what you can do period even even with a lot of money um so you know it's a tough one. It's it's going to be a fight for us for for the longest time. Where people, you know, think you can get. I mean, it goes into a whole other topic of I I I want to um I want to feel like I'm at the the IMAX theater, but yet I only want to spend five or ten thousand dollars. Well, you know, I, let's talk about what that experience includes, and let's talk about what expect real realistic expectations are with realistic budgets. But let's, I think, what a lot of times, and you know. Getting, making sure that the customer, and this is what's great about having showrooms, but not everyone has one, is making sure that they listen to what is really good and what is um, considered a, a higher quality uh, cinema so they understand what is involved in it um, and what it feels like and, and, the, and the emotions that it, that it creates. Not everyone wants that. And so I think part of the discussion what Yahoo Finance was having is not everyone is interested in having a dedicated room. People are content watching movies on their iPad or on their 55 inch TV with just the speakers built in and that's fine. Uh, but uh, I think that there are a lot of people that are very uh, passionate about films and about music. If they hear and see a really nice system, they will, they will want one. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, let's leave it there. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining us. If people want to connect with you, where can they do that? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can contact, uh, it's just change, you know, right in the middle of a lot of changes right now, uh, personal email, <laughs> ian.brian at me.com, or you can find me on social media. Um, really it's, uh, my main one's man dog open roads, uh, which is my travel kind of blog. Cause I've been on the road for the past two years traveling around the United States, but, um, yeah, um, feel free to reach out anytime. And I, it's been great. I love being on the show. So thanks for the opportunity. Oh, thanks for coming back, man. It's it, it's always helpful when you have, you know, coverage and stuff. Because we've done a few from the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you again. Thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.